This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. Clear that browser history, toss out those cookies, and make sure mom doesn't know your password, but nothing can save you from the watch list. Welcome to episode two, everybody. Everybody can clap for that. Yeah, we made another episode. Yeah, okay. I'm your co-host, sci-fi author uh, Casey Pierce, and my intuitive goddess, Miss Holly Ogden, will be joining us a little later in the show because she's at school. She's getting even smarter. If you thought she was a force to be reckoned with now, she'll be damn near un- unstoppable. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> take over the world. The life of a vet tech. Um, no, she's working really hard, and I'm really proud of her. So, of course, we have the lovely DJ Kate here producing for us. Say hello. Hello. And as a special treat, we have our first guest ever, ever, ever. That's right. Tonight we add author of alien abduction interview-based comic Pure Human, Mr. Rob Shelby, to the watch list. Hi, everybody. I'm sure you've been on the watch list for quite some time now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome. All right. And you listened to our first show. Yeah, I did. In fact, I learned all about um, Podcast Detroit from listening to her first show. Oh, I know. And our Uh, hate of robots. Oh, yeah. That's... You know, I was talking about uh, your theory, Kate, that uh, the Great Potato Famine will start <laughs> with Russian robots. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> My carbs, no! Okay. So, anyway, you had in... While we wait for Holly, we're going to wait for her to get into your interview, but you were intrigued that we were talking about shadow people because you have a story. Yeah, so... um uh I couldn't believe your first show was about um, The Nightmare, which I thought was an awesome documentary. Um, it's something I've actually experienced, you know, whether it's real or not, whether it's a chemical imbalance or not, which for me it probably is. Um, but I thought their uh, special effects were right on. In fact, when I was watching it, I, uh, I was watching it with my wife, and um, she, you know, said, like, this is the scariest movie I have ever seen. Like, you know, you said. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was just kind of sitting there hanging out watching it. And she's like, don't you think so? And it's like, well, I've seen this in real life. It's not as scary on TV. In fact, it kind of, to, to go back, you know, when I when it first started happening to me, you know, to, to who hasn't listened to the first episode, uh, they talked about The Nightmare, which is a documentary about people who, during sleep and awake, see shadow people sometimes, and um, sometimes there's a very cliche-looking man in a hat. And if you, you know, just Google shadow people hat man, you'll see a lot of links, and it's a common thing for some reason. Anyway, um, I didn't know that, and this happened to me in childhood. It stopped for a long time, and then started happening to me probably about 10 years ago again, and... uh, um, you know, like what you guys were saying is, you know, why don't you do something about this if, you know, you're experiencing it? Like, you know, Holly said to you, why didn't you do anything when you saw that weird thing in the window? Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes you wake up and, like, you just remember kind of being messed up the night before and you had a weird night or something and, and you don't – you just go to work because you have to go to work, you know. And uh, But, you know, I was talking to friends and, and, you know, telling them, like, yeah, I'm having these weird dreams every single night. And then – me and my friend Marie were watching this History Channel show about people with epilepsy. It had something to do with the brain. And um, uh, this one girl said, like, yeah, I uh, every night I see this uh, shadow hat man 
And she drew it, and it was exactly who I saw. I'm like, I know that guy. And you, you, don't, you don't think it's the power of suggestion, because some people will argue that. No, no, this was, I didn't know anything about this before right, that. Right, yeah, that's how I felt. You know, so I ran to Google, like everybody else in the documentary did. Like, this is a thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'd like to say that um, uh, I promised myself before doing the show I wouldn't cause any hate, but there's only one person really researching this, and that's uh, a person named Holly Hollis. And um, she seems like a nice person and everything, but the more interviews I've listened to her, the more it seems like she's kind of working the circuit. Mm. Um, and uh, she's uh, is she selling a book? She's selling many books. Okay, and, yeah. So she's pandering to sell a book. Yeah, and she's telling people like people will tell her their experiences, and she'll tell them if they're right or wrong. Oh, which so there's not a right or wrong. It's I was just, gonna say there's no experts. Like you know, we'll sit here and talk about conspiracy theories, but we're not professional crazy people. Exactly, we're just crazy exactly. people. Yeah, we're all weird. So Everyone, anybody who thinks they're right, you're wrong. Yeah, and if you're listening to the show, you're probably weird anyway. So. Right, right. To the two people out there listening, thank you. <laughs> um, so, okay, describe this experience in detail. Not that, like, how did this all play out? Did you immediately see him, or so, how did you feel? So I was, um, and it's funny. I uh, I know my mom's listening because I told her to. <laughs> so so I was the weird kid, and um, you know I think I used to say stuff like um, you know like don't you hear them or you know uh, you were the poltergeist kid, kind of yeah. They're but here. but um, uh, I remember seeing shadow people when I was really young. Kind of, I in my bedroom growing up, you know, my room was square, other than you know, where my door was kind of went in a little bit. So for my bed, I couldn't see the door, you know, what right, I mean? right, right, right. So like on a 45 degree kind of yeah, thing, and yeah. I would and I would see a 90 degree, and I would actually see and I would feel it before it happened. I would start seeing like little shadow people look around the corner, always mm. from the door, never from the closet, and then they would surround my bed, and I was never afraid. And I, I, I remember this happening. Mo- Many more times than once, but I don't want to say it happened all the time or my entire childhood. You know what I mean? And um, you uh, must be the one person I've heard that did not feel that impending doom. So, cut to so that's you know let's call it. I was you know between like eight and ten or something like that. I forget the actual ages, but you know, shoot ahead to where I was t- about twenty four, twenty five, and um, um. My uh, roommate at the time was traveling a lot for work, so I pretty much had, you know, this awesome Ferndale apartment all to myself, and um, not scary at all, but kind of like almost a Chicago stone style apartment, and um, and that's when it started happening, and and that was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um, I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would see little shadow people coming at me from around the corner. Um, this time, you know. I, you fall asleep on the couch watching TV or whatever, especially if you're living alone or, or your roommate's never there. And so I'd actually see these entities with the lights on. You know, I'd fall asleep, you know, after work with the lights on. And um, uh, you would see or I would see these shadow beings like actually walk through the light. You know, like light didn't affect them. They didn't cast a shadow. And always behind them would come the tall hat man. And in the movie... He's the leader of the pack. Yes, I, I think so. And in the movie, they say, you know, a few things that really hit me. Like, um, um, one person, oh, I wish I made this wording up, but I didn't. Someone in the movie did. 
but that like darkness is alive. Mm-hmm. I really felt like that when I was a kid and, and um, uh, you start seeing like colors and stuff before it happened. Uh, the reason why I don't think it was really sleep paralysis is this did happen to me when I was awake once or twice. One time, the last time it happened, I was in Austin for South by Southwest and um, seriously, I was eating carry out and it happened. Um, but I want to, I want to, you know, go back in time where I was talking about earlier and, uh, um, I could remember what was on TV. Mm-hmm. I could remember turning my head. I could remember how close he got me each time. And, um, do you ever like talk to it? One time I was able to scream and it startled it. And, and the fact that it startled it in such a human way, like the way it or he moved, uh, really made me think that it wasn't I'm not saying this is real not you know it could be a chemical imbalance it, you know brains are weird humans are weird I'm weird <laughs> I would um, I would say you're a haunted person well and that that's one thing they said in the show was you know um, uh, you know maybe we're special in some way uh, one thing I like to say is maybe we're interesting in one way or maybe we're weak you know, and we're yeah. easy prey. We're yes. you know that, Spirit, that no spiritual barrier. We're whatsoever. the deer with like you know a, a broken leg that they're going after. So you know it could be. But we're we're either awesome or we suck, <laughs> right? Like possession, eight times out of ten is usually children. You know, uh, people with no knowledge of um, spiritual awareness or just I- innocence, pure innocence. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I And now, you know, we have a six month old at home, so I'm sure my wife is hoping we don't have the weird kid. <laughs> <laughs> well um But yeah, that's funny that you say that you weren't scared at all. Um Well, I was older, not as a kid. Oh. older I like as an adult it was the most terrifying thing. Which is weird, you think it would be opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Um Well that one lady that in the nightmare that this thing climbed on top of her and started having sex with her. Um, yeah, nothing like that ever happened. I, I don't really think she was that scared. <laughs> or she would have seen a priest. So obviously this happened more than once. Yeah. And yeah, you think at that point you'd go get some kind of test, but yeah, I've never been like hurt. Or... <laughs> like what kind of, what kind of test? I don't know, like, tests? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing but shadows on your ultrasound. But I mean, people who you know say their house is haunted or um, uh, anything paranormal happens to them, you know, what are you supposed to do? You know, there's no book on what to do, and and usually when you wake up in the morning, when you got through the night or got through the situation, you just hope it doesn't happen again. You know what I mean? Right. So right. you just want to go to work and and uh, you kind of tell yourself it didn't happen. I didn't really remember specifics until until it happened probably four or five times where I remember I, I was I was having dinner with friends at the Woodward Ave Brewery and I just started talking about it and just kept saying, you know, like, I know it's so cliche, this man in a hat. And, you know, I know my, my doors are locked at night. And, and hmm. I just imagine a man in a hat with a monkey on his shoulder. <laughs> George! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Well, in in your opinion, what do you think these things are? I go back and forth on that. Um, you, if you had one answer right now, one answer right now, what would be the one thing you're leaning towards? Pressure's on. Five seconds. I would say 
I need the Jeopardy theme. Song. I know, I know. <laughs> it's some kind of entity that exists with us, but not almost like in your peripheral. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're talking about dimensions, they're like in your are like a very near dimension that like somehow the, they the fourth one in. that we talked about was Carl Sagan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So perhaps you just have a strong perception. Maybe you are not haunted. You are just strongly perceptive. Yeah, at least to that. Oh. To whatever that is. Right. <laughs> well, you have you have more awareness than other people. More um, consciousness, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, in a bit, we're you know going to start talking about alien abductions, and you know, I'm not going to go into it yet. But one one thing I want to say, you know, about all paranormal research is one of the first people I interviewed was uh, uh, Jim Sparks. You know, he's a famous abductee. Uh, whether I believe him or not, we'll go into later, but uh, he kind of laid into me the first time I talked to him, you know, saying like, do you want to be abducted? Do you think it's fun? Do you think this is a game? Yeah, exactly. And um, Area 51 is a game. It, it, it's kind of... <laughs> I don't know why people, re- you know, I research it because I think it's interesting and um, I think it's more interesting than sports and <laughs> stuff right, like right. that. But uh, uh, how common is it in Michigan? What? Abduction stories. Very. It, it's common everywhere. Hmm. No place more in particular? Or? I don't think so. No. Hmm. No, I mean. I've done interviews over Skype, you know, all over the states in Australia and um, one one lady in England. And uh, it might be just because I live here, but, you know, uh, almost everyone was from Michigan. And one thing uh, I didn't – oh, we have a guest – we have a co-host. Oh, yeah. I'm the guest. Yeah. You pipe down. <laughs> See you in your corner. That means since I'm the guest, I don't have to clean. I get served. Um, Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> we were just uh, talking about his uh, sleep paralysis story and uh, his theory as to what he believes these things are. Um, so you could hop straight from veterinary science to sleep paralysis. And- yeah, she was <laughs> trying to bl- it all. She was trying to blend in with the normal people for the last couple hours. <laughs> now, she- now it's time to get all freaky and weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let she- me take my outer shell off. <laughs> she takes off her skin. She's an alien. Yeah. That's actually oh, what I was thinking when I was live. driving here. I was like, I'm coming in my scrubs and my my nice medical uh, attire. You don't us talk us. about demonized uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, portals to hell. I could, and, uh, I think I could see her demon light through her human costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's a battle of good and evil, right? I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, now that you're here. Um, all right. So, Rob, we already started talking about uh, alien abduction uh, interviews a little bit. But uh, we want to talk about you. Okay. And, okay, explain to me um, Pure Human, the comic. So, like I said, I've always been, you know, interested in paranormal and, and yada, yada, yada. And um, uh, one of my best friends, Mindy, uh, did a comic book for one of my old bands. Uh, I Love Lightning Bugs. And um, it was actually when I started doing the Comic-Con circuit, uh, hanging out with comic book artists instead of music artists. 
that I kind of found my people. And um, and you're, I met you at like my second or third one, and we're buddies now. And um, uh, the awkward flock with their own, <laughs> exactly. Which and, one was that? Motor City. Yeah, it was Motor City. Mm-hmm. You Motor interviewed City me Comic-Con. twice. And um, uh, and so you know, me and Mindy just like working together. She's a great artist, and I had the story idea. She was into it, and um, here we are. She's working on two and three right now. So if there's listeners who have never heard about your book, um, don't know exactly what it's about, how would you exactly describe it? So I spent, you know, um, a lot of my time interviewing alien abductees. And um, mostly I have the story idea mostly written all the way to the end, but uh, um, mostly to get the details to um, describe to Mindy. Like she even one time, you know, I described in the cell what I needed her to draw, and it was, you know, a group of, of little grays from um, – the shot was from behind. And she actually had to call me and say, like, if you have another interview coming up, like, you got to ask if these guys have butt cracks. I don't know what to draw. <laughs> I don't know what to draw. So, I mean, That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. They don't. They don't. You <laughs> How know, do they I, poop? I, I got a lot of – you know, I, I, I have a lot of weird, intricate details about that because I really want people that read this – to say this is real, at least the art, the descriptions, it's real, and the story I try to make a bit. You know, the story is fiction. So, so, so the story is, um, all the art is is detailed from what you see within the ship, what you would experience. But the story is um, abduction from the aliens' perspective, and um, you know, the first part of issue one, uh, um, there is a human that that was kind of raised on the ship. And he helps with the abduction call, maybe the anthropologist. And um, a series of events happens, and he gets stranded on Earth, and he has to find his way back to to his ship. So right. how many issues did you say there were? One is released. Uh, um, two or three are being worked on right now. They'll probably be done for the next Motor City Comic Con. And uh, you could buy it on purehuman.info, because that's the closest URL I could get to it. And... Um, I think it's going to be a series of six and probably have little, you know, one and two off mini series on the sides. Growing up, were you always fascinated with alien aliens or alien abductions or movies of? I remember the first time I saw that time life you buy, you know, like you get a new weird book every every month. Like one was about the Mayans and, you know, one was about I don't know what else, but one was about. Aliens, and I remember it, the picture of the gray they showed on TV, and it just—I don't want to say it looked familiar because that means I think I'm abduc- abducted, which I will say right now I don't. Past life yeah. abduction. Yeah, no. yeah. It, but maybe I just thought it looked cool, or it was a cool idea. I never thought of, and I was really young when that happened. I was always fascinated since then. And then after that, the X Files came out and sightings, and um, uh, not a big fan of ancient aliens. So you were attracted to the idea because you grew up and, and obviously, like you said, um, X-Files and all that kind of had a big rage. And then now it's coming back again because they uh, released a new X-Files. Um, so when did you come out with your first series? The fir- first one was two years ago. And then um, Mindy had a kid. And then she had another one. And then me and my wife had one. And, you know, life kind of took over. So... We should have been a lot further by now, but um, more important things happened 
So, but we're getting back into it. We have time again, and uh, I'm really excited. Now, I'm really curious because I've been sitting here thinking, when you go about to write, or yeah, you write a alien abduction comic book, how do you put it out there that you're trying to look for people who have had experiences? So, um, I did go on a few forums. Uh, you know, there's alien helplines, stuff like that. And, uh, I would tell them what I'm doing. Uh, the first few, I actually paid a little bit of money. Um, maybe, yeah, just a few of those people. And actually the only people I really feel like were not telling the truth were some of those people. Uh, other people from the forums reach out to me. Actually, David Jacobs, who is a well-known researcher, he's been doing this forever. And he's actually a pretty controversial researcher. Uh, he actually sent me a few people. And um, uh, I don't know if you guys know what Coast to Coast AM is. Yep. <laughs> but uh, anytime someone uh, talks about alien stuff on there, when I first got started, I would instantly email them. I, I am not uh, – anyone that knows me knows I'm not afraid to reach out to someone. I have no barrier there. Did any of this change your thoughts on what you already believed? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think so. It gets a bit frustrating because a lot of people have the exact same story, which is kind of what you want. That's what makes it true. But then a lot of other people will have another exact same story from the same, you know, you, I guess you could say like race of aliens. So... I don't know what that is. And, you know, uh, I'm not saying I believe in alien abduction or not. I do believe most of these people absolutely believe this happened to them. Um, so are you are you still not sure? Because no judgment here. Man. No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> I don't want to answer that question because just because I don't want to. But OK, but. Now. It, it, it complicates stuff because, okay, so there's theories that, you know, they come from this planet or this star system. Uh, there's theories that they are not extraterrestrial but extratemporal where they are actually humans from the future. There are theories that, you know, um, uh, actually w- what I base, you know, kind of the story in the book off of where the little greys are actually drones and there's taller greys grays that kind of control them um and uh above them are kind of like the insect type aliens and then you know sometimes you hear about like the tall blondes and in in the uh reptilians as well and i don't know what i feel about those but uh the reptilians was a david icky thing wasn't it i don't know i i've heard it from a lot of people mm-hmm. how many people did you interview uh, in the teens right now. And what kind of similarities in their stories did they have that would prove almost to a certain point that it was believable, that it might be true? Because I would believe that if it is true, most of them would have similar stories of what they looked like or what was done to them or what they yeah, remember. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's kind of a two-part answer. So... I'm going. I'm, I can't believe I can't believe I'm going back to butts here. But <laughs> one thing it all comes back to butts. It all comes back to butts. Um, they they um, my wife is probably like, "Are you kidding me?" Right now? 
Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about your wife. I'm worried about your mom. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> um, and uh, um, I would ask them, so how long were you gone? And if it was more than, you know, abducted. If it was more than, say, four hours, I would say, you know, one lady was gone for three days. Uh, where did you go to the bathroom? You had to go, you know. And um, there was always two answers, and they were always quick. It was either a white box, not a bucket, but a box. And when you were done, they like some little guy would come take it away. Or if you were there for an extended period of time, uh, there were like these chemical showers where it was kind of water, but not quite water. And um, that's really where the hybrids would kind of shower and hang out. And and um, when you say hybrids, alien human hybrids. So they're. So aliens have mated with humans? Is that what they were trying to say? I think, well, or that's that why they, they would take sperm and ova from, you so know. That, so they believe, these people believe that they were using him for the purpose of breeding yes. the aliens with the humans yeah. so that there was a yeah. mixture? Yep. Yeah. Because I've actually, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. I always thought that they were just testing to. Uh, like research. Yeah, yeah. our intelligence and, and find out what we're about. So there's a few a few theories on that. There's the ancient alien theories where they created us and. You know the whole Prometheus kind of thing, mm-hmm. and um, and there's another one where they uh, what I find most interesting where they something happened in, in their DNA if they have DNA, their equivalent where they can't reproduce anymore, so they need to, and their planet is suffering something like that. So they not only need Earth, but they can't. St- stay on Earth long enough and stay alive. You know, our atmosphere is just a bit toxic to them. So they create a hybrid race, which is only phase one. The final phase is like a hubid, hybrid race. Uh, David Jacobs came up with that term where um, you look almost human and uh, uh, they're slowly taking over the population. So that they're kind of making making it so like both races are going to exist but we're so destructive that we would never, you know, go with that. So, so you you think that they want to place these hybrids, alien, human hybrid, and place them on Earth to live? I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying that. I a mean, theory. is that what yeah, they? Yeah, they yeah. Think? So that's a theory. Um, there's another one, another theory where uh, um, they are humans that came back, and once again, you know, their DNA they just can't reproduce anymore, so they're taking genetics back to the future. Did any of these people seem scared like they didn't want to tell their story because they're afraid that they're going to be abducted again if they The people I talked to on Skype and over email and on the phone have all talked to therapists and stuff like that beforehand but one thing me and Mindy didn't realize going into this whole project was when you go to a Comic-Con and someone see like we're the only people right now doing alien stuff I think that I've seen at least in Michigan, uh, everyone has a story. And, you know, I I really only focus on abduction theory. I think, you know, lights in the sky, that's boring. You know, 99.9% of the time, it's, you know, a satellite or something. Uh, but I think abduction theory, something that millions of people, literally millions of people describe experiencing, uh, I think that's fascinating and I think other people do too. And everyone has a story. It's crazy. At Motor City Comic Con, 
if we don't have 10 new stories uh, uh, told to us, it's almost, we're almost like, who are these people? You know, and, and, and that really surprised us. We didn't, we were naive to think, not think of that, but, you know, this one guy walked past our booth three or four times and finally he came up, he bought a comic and he said, I'm going to read this. And if I trust you after reading this, I'm going to tell you my story. And he did. It was a very good story. He, and then I was at the um, Durand Comic Con, and the was at the Railroad Comic Con, very fun one, a small fun one. But uh, someone, someone working there, actually, not only experienced Hatman, but uh, saw an alien, and he was he was an artist. He was working there, and he's drawing this. He he he's. Uh, um, he pulls out a piece of paper. He starts drawing like where his bed is in his room and where the window is and where he saw the alien come up. And then he did a close up, you know, through the window of the alien. And it was kind of like an off white, orangish color, you know, what a gray would look like. And he he described how his irises moved. And he started crying because none of his family believe him. And he and he's so glad he moved out of that apart. His family moved out of that apartment, but he he still feels like he's being watched or abducted. But that's his only. I get, it's not proof, but his only full memory. See, when people on, you know, the A&E specials and stuff, they start crying or they're actually officials, like, you know, sheriffs in town. If you are putting your reputation on the line and you're a, a grown man, like, you know, like fire in the sky, a 70 year old man is sitting there like bawling his eyes out and you know, what's genuine. No matter if you believe him or not, something happened. Yeah. Something that, something or at has least he believes it. something happened. Right. And you know, whether it's a repressed on, memory, it's just, yeah. you know, something happened. Yeah. I'm not saying it's aliens. I'm the opposite of Giorgio from, from ancient aliens. Like, I'm not saying it's aliens, but I'm saying they believe something happened and that's what they came up with. And I find that fascinating. Do, do these people feel like they were abducted in their sleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some people, um, like Jim Sparks talks about, and not just Jim Sparks, but, but I talked to him many times, uh, Talk about, you know, just driving in the cars and all of a sudden getting, you know, a telepathic message to, you know, go drive to this beach. And um, and then, you know, they'll get to the beach and all of a sudden, you know, UFO will come through the clouds and, and you know, there'll be a few people they pick up at a time. You know, I, I've had people tell me about literal herds of people being abducted in, in, in you know, a big ship. Um, just kind of scooping them up. Yeah, and, and they do a lot of... A lot of symptoms of being abducted are, you know, um, you know, when they're, when they're doing the tests on you, you know, the blood on the pillow, you know, if they put something in your nose or something like that, um, being afraid of clinical situations like doctors, um, nice scrubs, by the way, you, you know, you can freak some people out. And um, uh, I've, I've never met someone that was afraid of owls. You know, you see that in movies and stuff like I think communion, you know, they did that in the fourth yeah. kind. They did that. And, uh, that was a good movie. And uh, it's. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Do they actually believe that there was devices implanted in them to track them, so that they, they could be abducted again? They believe there's devices um, put in them, but I think I don't think it's to track them. I think uh, so. If there are aliens, they are probably. We've only been in advanced civilization for what? A thousand years, mm-hmm. you know, not even 200, 250 years. Uh, these guys have 
maybe have millions of years on us. So I don't think they need little devices to to track them. I think what these might do, they might like repair something in their body, or or you know I think it's more biological than that. Uh, but yeah, that that's something I really haven't looked into, almost because uh, when Bud Bud Hopkins, another researcher, who I think recently passed, uh, he was focusing on that, and I just kind of thought like. I'll get to that someday. I'll, I'll look into that someday. <laughs> uh, speaking of coming forward with the alien stories, the line to call is 248-579-5290. Even if you just have a question for Rob, um, uh, questions about aliens, or you have a story yourself, please repeat, legitimate repeat callers. Repeat, repeat it one more time. That is 248-579-5290. And Eric, if you're listening, please don't call in with a fake voice. <laughs> don't, don't, call <laughs> don't, don't do voice it. <laughs> Um, my uncle actually did past life regression therapy mm-hmm. and he believed that if you got down to your higher self, you could actually communicate with aliens, which is like, I guess something that's believed too. Do I don't know how I feel. Like through astral well, projection if, maybe? Well, no, if you're, if you're reincarnated, why does it have to be earth? Well, he spoke you about know. if you reach your higher self, which most people can't. But if you can, you can actually heal yourself, which made me think about what you just said about them implanting something in you to help heal. But then he was saying about communicating with aliens, and I don't know all the details about that, but I just remember him saying that. And I found that interesting. Whether I believe that or not, I'm not sure. I try to have an open mind, but... Uh, you know, speaking about communicating with them, I okay, I never want to get abducted. Let's just throw it out there, but... You know, on TV or when I interview people, you know, in popular culture, aliens are telepathic. You know, they only speak directly into your brain. And that is something I would like to experience. Like, what what does a voice sound like that's directly beamed into your brain? Is it your voice? Is it their voice? Does it have different inflections or is it monotone? Is it English? Well, you said... it, And, and you know... People who only speak Chinese get abducted. So I, you know, I think it mostly brain to brain communication. I think has no be, language. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But you said that they were kind of sending signals because they were telling them where to go. You said. Yeah, I mean, they'll direct them around the ship. They, um, one common thing with abductees is uh, being really environmental. Uh, they they will put groups and groups of people in front of. You know, LCD type screens and just show them, you know, what the earth could look like, what it looks like when it's the most beautiful. You're destroying your planet. And, and, you know, are they doing that for us or are they doing it so we don't destroy the planet they're trying to take? You know, I hope they're picking up the, the bad evil people to show them. Right. <laughs> are you familiar with William Cooper? No, I don't think so. No, he wrote uh, Behold a Pale Horse. No. And he was gunned down for tax evasion. <laughs> no. He used to work for... Wait, well, how are you gunned down for tax evasion? A- exactly. Um, that's what they say. And then his, his whole family's gone now. So he used to work for CIA Naval Intelligence. And he used to broadcast shows like this uh, from different locations every time. What was his name? Uh, William Cooper. And the book is called Behold a Pale Horse. It actually became one of the biggest selling audiobooks. Uh, it's very disturbing. You have to be prepped for listening to this stuff. But his theory was that you've seen a huge spike after Eisenhower took uh, the presidency in the 60s. 
um, a huge spike in alien abduction stories. And his theory is that, well, not his theory, what he says uh, CIA Naval Intelligence was holding on to, that we had a treaty uh, with said aliens because they were finding um, human entrails out in the desert. That these aliens were abducting humans for research, like, um, you know, Holly was just saying, like, it might have been a research thing or to ensure survival or um, testing or whatever. But the treaty was to don't mess in our affairs and we won't mess in yours. Well, one of the things that the aliens wanted was for us to disarm. And they said it's bad. That's one thing I've heard a lot, too. Right. That it's bad for the cosmos and what have you. Well, what do you do when you want to take over anything? You have your citizens disarm. So um, that's why they put the treaty in place. Like, just get out of here. Well, they violated that treaty. So that was one of William Cooper's theories. So if you guys ever feel like uh, getting a little dark and crazy, I mean, I, I will warn you, this audiobook especially, you'll be in your basement with a shotgun if you're not totally sane. But um, go ahead and listen to it. Another recommended book would be, uh, and I've read, it, one thing I want to put out there while we're talking about books is I've read many, many alien abduction books. And some things that I've read end up in the comic. So I put a lot of thought in this because that is plagiarism. But everything that I read in a book that ended up in my comic has also been told to me by another person who has never read an abductee. Uh, when it never comes read. to that, there's nothing new under the sun. Exactly. So it's not plagiarism. It's not exactly. plagiarism. That's not your story. That's Millions of people's Don't stories. Don't say you're so. yourself. No, I want to so, put that out there. Try to call me out I'm on just it, trying yeah. to understand this. So most majority of them say that they were abducted in their sleep. They remember waking up and being, it, were they tied down? Were they on a bed? You said they were allowed to walk around the ship. So, some people, you know, get to the point where they can walk around some, you know, and kind of help. Um, they help on uh, the ship? Yeah, yeah, help and like the, are they, people did around. Did they say that they were scared? Uh some most of the time, but sometimes it happens to you so much you're just annoyed. You just want to get a good night's sleep, and um, some people will actually remember being taken where they hear a whirring. You know, it's just not like an alien's knocking at the front door, but you know, where you're on the couch or you're in your bed and and you hear a whirring noise, and all of a sudden you're you're whisked up, you know, through the matter of your house into the ship, and some people are still conscious through that. And I guess that's pretty traumatic, but... Um, Did anyone ever try to escape? Yeah. Uh, I've heard a few stories of, you know, this one time, you know, I, I came to, and there was, you know, one of the little guys, you know, at the foot of this table I was on, and I kicked him in the head. And, um, uh, you know, that never ends good. They always, like, end that right there. And uh, um, mostly with just overloading you with um, telepathic thoughts uh, where you just instantly pass out. Uh, some people just think negative thoughts, but the people who end up being positive with it, it's almost like rab- lab rats. You know, you, you get a reward. You get to ask some questions. Uh, um, you know, some people, like one thing I've read in a book of, of many alien abduction stories, and I saw a YouTube person describe this, and I had at least one person describe this where you're on a bigger ship, not like a mothership, 
but not like the ones you know you see in X Files or something. But you know, kind of as big as a house or something. And um, they would they were teaching humans how to pilot UFOs. And the way it worked for at least these people, where there was a uh, um, a laser looking thing, not an actual laser, um, but it kind of looked like a, a, a red or blue laser coming from the bottom of the ship to the top. And these little grays would just stare at it and slowly move it. And that's what moved the ship back and forth the way it went. And, and um, they were telepathically connected to these other ships and they moved at once. And I actually had people describe me being taught to do that. Like synchronized? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, it's at the very least, it's, it's wildly interesting stories. What's uh, your favorite story? The one that just blew you away. I mean that one, that one that uh, was told to me in Durand, you know, with with the kid, you know, uh, that started crying, you know, that really, I mean, he was an adult, but he was a kid when it happened to him. Um, that hit me because I mean, he really opened up to me. Uh, I think talking about meeting your human hybrid kid has always fascinated me because you only get a few minutes with them. Uh, describing being taken to parts of the ship that um, almost look like a playground, you know, with a blue ceiling, you know, like an illuminated blue ceiling like you're outside. And they would bring human adults and kids to interact with these um, uh, human hybrid or human alien hybrid kids because they wouldn't know what a chalkboard is. They don't know what toast is. They don't know what a spoon is and so they would just ask the dumbest questions over and over again and i just think that's almost adds a validity to these stories that how how could these people make this up so i'm assuming that they have to look very human-like if they're going to send them on earth and people not freak out a lot of them have you know their eyes are too big their hair is really thin um, no, um, a lot of people like that. Almost like a, yeah. <laughs> Go to a Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I'm also curious what age they would send them here because, I mean, you can't just drop a baby off in the middle of nowhere. I guess you could, but people do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they. That's what the hubrids are. They look almost human. You know, there, there's evolutions in the hybrid project, I guess, and um, uh. So these hybrids just, they have no home. The ones that don't look alien or don't look human, what do they do? You know, they're, they're, they really shouldn't exist because they can live in a spaceship. You know, a lot of, not a lot because I haven't interviewed that many people. You know, I said in the teens, um, the people who have told me these stories have expressed that these kids are not happy and they don't. They, it's almost like they're slaves. Because really. they, they walk with no purpose. Well, they, yeah, well, yeah, and they have solace. to take orders. And and they could see that these human kids are having more fun because a lot of human kids are abducted as like toddlers and just play with them, just interact. Abduction is fun. <laughs> oh, so they take small children and abduct them and have them play with the. And it usually runs within families. Like if you were abducted, your grandparents are probably abducted, and your kids are probably going to be abducted. Which makes me think that they must be looking for a particular 
disposition or, or they, genetic? they have slowly been altering your genetics this whole time, you know, so they're just keeping that genetic path going. You just blew my mind. Right. Oh, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I have always been fascinated in the theory of aliens and the basics of it, but I never really thought about hybrids and having them here on Earth. I think I've dated a few of those. <laughs> that, it all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Well, they. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you think they are from a different planet? Do you think they're from a different dimension? Do you think they're humans from the future? I feel like different dimension, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of borderline because I'm I'm almost with the Cooper theory too. Um, at the same time, I've always thought like like you did that. But wait, so go back to that. So think about that. The government can't keep secrets ever, you know. So how could they keep an entire civilization a secret? Because you'd sound crazy if you believed. So so you said think things. It, so they don't worry about that. We're sitting here talking about it now. Yeah. So that almost helps them keep it a secret. Well, us you said about yeah them. yeah. Any person who was trying to come forward with actual information and had the proof was killed, right? Yeah. Did the whole family. Well, in, in um, was Annie Jacobson's Area 51 book, have you, any of you read that? Mm-mm. It's It's fantastic. It came out in like 2012. Um, it's a complete history of Area 51, and it's really like a par- paragraph in the beginning about, you know, the alien history kind of folklore. And then the last chapter... Uh, talks about her findings. And she talked to so many people, um, just like you did in episode one, spoiler alert, five, four, three, (laughs) two, one. In the last chapter, I'm giving you the end of the book right now, so just turn it off if you don't want to hear it. Um, uh, She believes that it was Russia, and, and, you know, she kind of proves her point that... uh, Sorry, I have to say, yeah, coming back to Russia, because if you listen to our last episode, we talked about Russian robot escaping from the facility it was contained in where they made it. Yeah, yeah. again. It's just, it's all downhill from there. They're responsible for the aliens, the robots, the potato famine. But she also, she also did (laughs) say um, that uh, a few people she talked to just would only say, like, very bad things happen there, and I never want to talk or think about them again. And, you know, she would say, well, this is this is it. Like, it'll die with you if you don't. And and these two or three guys said, like, it's probably better that way. Right. It, and, that's the thing. If you come forward with information like that, but, you, you must be willing to die for a cause. But so Commander George W. Hoover, uh, who's, who worked there and was at Roswell, um, he had a deathbed confession mm. that I don't know it was if it was filmed. You know, someone email us, correct us if it wasn't. I know it was at least told to his son, but he did say that they were extra temporal. That they were, they do exist. They have, um, you know, ties to the U.S. government, and that uh, they are humans from the future. Who was that? Um, uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna make a fool of myself. Um, the the Canadian gentleman who served uh, in the Cold War who admitted to seeing flying saucers over Russia. That was recently. I remember the ex Canadian defense minister of defense. Minister of yeah. defense. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, 
I don't know about him. It's weird that he came out and said that, and no one cared. And because because uh, he's Canadian, the crazy thing maybe. <laughs> I guess <laughs> Rob is Canadian, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a uh, human Canadian hybrid. <laughs> so since you said that you believe that the government can't hide secrets, what is your thought process on on the alien? theory then since you don't believe that they're hiding anything from us i mean i think they know something but i don't think they know i think it's almost i mean it sounds so cliche and stupid but it, it's almost like the independence day the movie like they knew you know they they might know of them but that's it like they know they exist and that might be it so you, you know? don't think that they know what's going on with these people and being abducted and what they're exactly doing to them no I don't think so and I've had people tell me like oh yeah I've, I've had you know people in uniforms on the ship kind of helping they were probably military and the more people that have said that to me I almost think no I think these people are with them like they, they were and, born on yeah. born on the ship or or just they you know decided to stay somehow I don't think they're actual you know because I was government. Wondering if there was an agreement between the government and alien life of abducting humans and what they could do. and That's my thing is that this has been going on too long for us to not have had our government officials be like, okay, what's up? But what do they do? You know, think about these people. They're Negotiate. Not, I just don't understand how. Well, how do you contact them? You the, put up the bat signal? You know. Well, <laughs> how, how can the government have some air force and all that not... I mean, not see what's going on. Yeah, they've had to have had way well, more close encounters that, than everybody That brings else. up a point that actually makes me want to believe none of this is real. So the term, you know, UF or flying saucer, you know, comes from a pilot who, you know, said he saw these flying objects. And, um, you know, in the news article, it said they skipped across the sky like flying saucers. He never said they were saucer shaped. In fact, they see, I think he said they were boomerang shaped. And so then you start getting these stories in the 50s and these pictures of these, you know, uh, trash can looking things. But as our technology gets better, the UFOs look more technically advanced. So what are they, millions of years old, but all of a sudden, like, they just got a sweet new UFO, you know, and they just had a clunker, you know, they took, like, the station wagon here, and they just they got, They took out like, a loan. Yeah, exactly. They upped their credit and upped their game. That's what happened. They called the general and... And made it happen. Do you have a website where your books are? Yes, um, just purehuman.info. And Mindy, what's her last name? Mindy Vukinich, but she is published under her main name, Mindy McPeak. Mindy McPeak, and she has a Facebook page, or a, fa- a fan page, I mean, not personal. Is this the illustrator? Yes, yeah. yes. She has MindyMcPeak.com and MindyVukinich.com, and you should check out both of those sites because she is an amazing artist, and you can buy her works. What, and What's she, her maiden name? McPeak. Oh, what's her new name? Vukinich. And that's Russian, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> it all comes together butts, butts and russians that's what it all comes down to seriously you have an episode title now butts and russians there you go how did you guys link up and create this project i know you already had an idea of what you wanted to do did did you already know her before that or yeah so we worked together and um became friends and then um she did a comic book 
for my old band. We would, you know, release an album with a comic book. That's how I kind of got into the circuit. And I decided, you know, these people, like, you know, I was in the music industry for a long time and um, I love it. I love all the people I met, but it's, um, it's pretty vain. You know, a lot of times you're going to shows just so those people go to your shows and you don't get that. And, and sometimes you'll see someone, you could tell they're just talking to you because not because they like you or because they want to talk to you. And then, you know, it's self-serving. And I never got that at a comic book convention. No. And, and, and everyone is nice to each other. There's no judging. There's, you know, there, there's drama wherever you go, you know, but, um, uh, that's when, you know, I really decided like, God, I really want to make a comic book. I really like, I have this idea for a comic book and I, you know, brought the idea up to Mindy and she said, let's do this thing. And what was her thought thoughts on the whole thing? She says, I better not get her abducted. That's about (laughs) it. That's like the only rule. Uh, Well, then she'd find out if they have butt cracks. Like, hold still. I'm going to draw you. (laughs) (laughs) What what is your next Comic-Con you're going to be at? Uh, It's probably just going to be Motor City. Um, I'd like to do Toronto again. I'd like to, you know, finally do C2E2. Um, Yeah, kind of start shopping into stores and... And what have you? That's good. Awesome. Are you going to keep rolling with the um, the um, alien comics? Are you are you doing another project outside of this? So I, I have I have this mostly written. I have, you know, I think this is going to be a series of six, and I it's really like book five. I don't have mapped out like I know how I know how everything's going to end, and it's going to be huge. It's going to be world changing in this you know story. Um, and I, I have, uh, I have some other non-alien comic book ideas, but Mindy's already busy. I don't know any, any other artists or artists, you know, I'd like to work with. Um, so we'll see what happens. I like it. All right. We're going to go to break. Yes. Okay. When we come back, was Prince's drugs tampered with? The purple one. And of course, Holly's a huge Prince fan, so... Uh, I can't wait to hear her perspective on this. And he's kind of an alien. I mean. Oh yeah, he just got he got beamed up with Bowie. That, that's what yes. happens. So, all right. Do we have any prints? Uh, maybe, but I'll see if I can <laughs> fill that in. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, see you in a minute. This is a previously recorded episode. Hello there, crazy people. Those two people out there listening. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Back. Welcome back to the watch list. Hi, Mom. Yes. Hi, Mrs. Jalvier. What's your name, Stephanie? Uh, hi, Stephanie. Bring that baby down here. I need to, I need to hold that baby. Uh, Bring me your baby. I'm going to abduct that baby. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, hi, guys. Uh, all right. So, we are going to jump into something I was, I've been dying to talk to with uh, Holly um, talk with her about this. Uh, she's a huge Prince fan. So according to clickondetroit.com, <laughs> the pills in Prince's home were mislabeled and contained fentanyl, which is a very strong narcotic. Uh, overdose can cause death. Of course, the article states that the drugs were mislabeled and didn't say anything containing the said narcotic. It also goes on to point out that fentanyl Excuse me, is 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more potent than no, uh, morphine. So, Holly, I ask you, 
as a huge fan of his purple majesty, may he rest in peace. Did someone have it out for him or do you think it was an honest mistake? I love Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, thank you, Holly. That is absolutely none of those sorry. questions. I'm sorry, it just bursted out of me. But I, I, <laughs> I believe that he was set up that he didn't know that it contained fentanyl, and that someone was out to get him. He, I know. So the whole thing. You mean goes back you, you to, think someone who would inherit? Money? Not even about that. I think. The whole conspiracy stuff. He had haters. Yeah, I feel like maybe the the government or something was out. Yeah, for years and years he spoke out about chemtrails. Yeah, years. Prince has like those special eyes; he can see them. Yep. (laughs) So, Prince's or was is Jehovah's Witness, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he became a devout one uh, after a while, and. Let's go back. So he became a Jehovah's Witness. He did not drink anymore and or do drugs, right? Mm-mm. Nope. So he was totally clean. And then he had surgery on, what was it, his hip or something? Yeah, he had hip surgery. He had hip surgery. So he had to take prescription, which was the hydrocodone. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying that, supposedly saying, according to, what did it say, according to a friend of his? Saying that there was pills in his house that were mislabeled containing fentanyl. I just feel like he wouldn't be taking fentanyl on purpose to get high. I just don't really feel like I don't know Prince. I didn't know Prince. It's well, not don't like you? Don't but you I don't get feel used like to was, a certain drug and you need to get to the next high? You know, and he would like just a uh, narcotic addiction and, and not yeah, and just not. And I'm not saying. But, I mean, everyone says, you know, he was addicted to making music, not drugs. You know, he was doing it so he could make music. That's fine. But mm-hmm. after a while, that certain drug doesn't make you feel the way it needs to, you know. And I'm not saying this. I'm just playing devil's advocate, you know. Do so uh, you feel like he maybe was trying to get his next high? Or just get to where he needed to be. Yeah, not get higher. Just, you know, the other stuff wasn't working as well anymore. You build up a tolerance. I want to get high. And... He didn't put it in that pill bottle because he was lying to anyone. It was just an empty pill bottle he had. How can aliens get addicted to narcotics? Because he was definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I've seen a lot of memes in my life, and from what I can tell by them, aliens like drugs. What's have you been on? Kate, you're back. (laughs) Thank you. There's one on Eight Mile. It's like area. I forgot what it is, but it's it's one of the pot shops, and it's like an alien themed one. It cracks me up every time I see it. <laughs> like, how do you know aliens like weed? You don't know. Yeah, that's always a synonymous image, isn't it? I, I never really thought about Maybe that. Maybe aliens planted weed here. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm trying not to obnoxiously we went, pour my we went drink from, into this cup. We went from Prince Fentanyl to aliens planting marijuana. They here. planted it on all of us because it's a conspiracy. I mean, that's a, to make us all happy hippies. I was going to say a giant blackmail conspiracy. Um, but, uh, you know, and you watch those videos, Holly, where um, the day after Prince died, they were people were coming forward with these huge theories. I mean, huge videos about how Prince may have been a blood sacrifice to the Illuminati. I feel like it was you, Casey, that sent me a link. I think it was on YouTube, and it was a Prince talking about the chemtrails. Mm-hmm. 
And that was the most outspoken I've seen a celebrity about the government and what's going on. So what does he and think he, the chemtrails are? What does he think the chemtrails are? Yeah, he had um, – I have to remember back to that video. But um, but like uh, yeah, is it mind control? Or is I it, think he, uh, he thought it was population control. Mm. Like it was killing certain people they yeah. viewed over certain areas. Now mm-hmm. I feel like it's alien spaceship fumes. Um, it's weed (laughs) I wish I could remember exactly what what year that was of uh, the YouTube video I'll just look that up because I want to see in relation to when he supposedly became addicted to the hydrocodone who knows fentanyl or whatever is going on Compared to when he first came out about that stuff with the chemtrails. But didn't he also say like a few days before that happened, he was doing a, he he was spinning records or something. He wasn't playing. He was just playing records, laptop and um, jamming on Excel. And uh, didn't he, someone say like, you know, bless you Prince or, you know, maybe he didn't feel well. Something happened. And he said, you know, someone said, we're praying for you. And he said, pray for me in, in a day or two. And then he died like two days later. Something like that happened. Ooh, cryptic. Someone look it up and call in. The yeah. number is... 248-579-5290. But so, Holly, being a big fan, do you think they should Graceland his place or make it private? I think they should make it private because I feel like he was a private person and he wouldn't want that. I just put my fist in the air. Nobody could hear that, but <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> like, as a Jehovah's Witness and what I've read and what I've heard, he was not about extravagant. He wanted to be a very low key and he wanted to not people to not know all the good things that he did. And actually all the good things he did came out after later. And as his friends said, the charities he's actually given money to anonymously yeah Yeah. never let his right hand know what his left is doing really wanted to be in the spotlight for that i mean he was already famous and for everything he's done before and then he became a jehovah's witness later on in life but i don't feel like he'd want his property turned into that imagine like getting you like you know when you answer the door and it's Jehovah's Witness and you're like, oh my God, go and away. I'm like, Prince. Okay. Yeah, it's Prince. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to him. <laughs> Could you imagine that? <laughs> I'd Are like to Prince? talk to you about Jehovah. Did you come, come back? back? I'd just be like, uh, okay. Yeah. How many ribs do you have? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Casey, what do you believe as far as, so you believe the same thing I do, right? About kind of being set up. Oh, yeah, definitely. You don't believe that he actually knew that there was... If it is true that... Yeah, if this theory if this is, true, is true. that That's was my first thing. I don't think... My, I'm leaning towards that this theory isn't true. I think it's another smokescreen. Um, but it's not about the money, obviously, because everything went to his sister. I mean, that was his only beneficiary. Because they couldn't find a will. Not that guy in jail that said he was Prince's son? Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. What happened Wait, with what? him? I didn't, I didn't yeah, there was that. some dude, as soon as Prince died, he was in... He was like 30-something. And- oh, there was like a few of them that <laughs> popped up. Yeah. It was just the one that was in jail and made the best story. Apollonia's so my him. mom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an alien-prince hybrid. Right. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I don't 
think I'm leaning towards that the story is not true. I do think that there is more behind his death than what's being said, only because of the background with conspiracy theories and whatnot. And people were just so passionate about the fact that, dude, this he was off, man. I mean, there's been every story you can think of about him since he's died from AIDS to, I mean, being addicted to drugs and the people just assuming things. Mm. But I... Yeah, he might have been addicted to these pills because he had the surgery done. But I also feel like there's, like you said, something else lying beneath the story that has not been uncovered yet. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I fully believe the fentanyl thing. If if this is tr- uh, story is true and these people are not just saying the stuff to get attention and money. And he called to get help. And it was the person that was supposed to help him that, was, that yeah, found him. Wasn't he actually, didn't he have a doctor's appointment set up for that day that he died? He was supposed to get help for addiction? The doctor's son found him. The doctor's son found him? Yeah, the they, he was picking him up to fly him someplace, like do a quick interview and either fly him back to L.A. or wherever um, that day or the next day. So he went to go talk to him about his problem, and he found him dead like he was in the elevator, right? I think. How is the doctor's son that close that he would pick him up and casually take him to an interview? Because then... it's like a rich guy, doc- you know, a doctor for a celebrity. They so come his son, to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he sent his son out. His son worked for his dad, mm-hmm. like you do when you're a rich kid. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, Birmingham, I'm looking at you. And um, Casey just gave this look like. Because <laughs> I'm rich. Shut up. <laughs> and, uh, and so he sent his son out, and his son found Prince. He, he, like, sent his son out to go figure out if he actually had an addiction problem and bring him back. We needed a hard question, that guy. So mm-hmm. this yeah. Oh, you found him? <laughs> was he alive when you found him at first? <laughs> Gonna go mafia on him? Like, give me my baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, like, uh, what was that movie? Uh, was it Casino? It's like, like all, what, any form so. of Passion. movie. Yeah. yeah. With the, I, I cannot watch that scene where they, they beat him to death with baseball bats. That's the only part of the movie I've seen. That's it. I can't do it, man. I feel like every mafia movie I've ever seen, there's a wooden baseball bat involved, at least a little. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the guy that kills him, it's just a thing. It kills Pesci in the movie. His name is Frank something. Because um, I think he's killed him in another mafia movie. They're actually best friends, and they used to be a comedy duo that would tour clubs back in the day. This oh is real God. life. That'd be the best job, like working with your best friend, just killing each other. Oh, I was going to say. Fake killing each other. Yeah, you know? Frank <laughs> just loved to kill his friend, <laughs> Joe. So anyways, we're getting way off topic. Um, but I Prince. feel like some people honestly saw this coming because everybody was ready to go with these YouTube videos all of a sudden, <laughs> like the day after. And I'm talking these are intricate like, these aren't your typical, like, uh, what do you call it? Just um, uh, PowerPoint presentations. Like, these have music, narratives. People were ready to go. Just fucking charts and graphs. Right. <laughs> Stamping. How people can just take a death and instantly, like, boom. All right. there's like, that live yeah, like for that, said. though. <laughs> They're just not, like, on their computers, like, waiting for people to die. It's I, called TMZ. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, though, it's like, I mean, everyone was just ready for Prince to die is what it seemed like. I I was shocked. Oh, yeah. I don't know. 
It's like I feel like Prince's death is the where were you when he's Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, well, I felt for me it felt like that. Like where were you when Prince died? Right. See, that's how I felt about Bowie. Yeah, yeah that still makes me sad. I woke up to that shit. Gene Wilder today. Gene Wilder. Oh yeah. By the way, um, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. Yeah. We lost him today, but I was very happy. Because I mean, I have a sad for the moment. Oh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> no, I, I was, we lost him today, but I was very happy. I was very like, happy oh. because I always saw Gene Wilder as a man who, after Gilda died, just kind of walked around. I mean, he didn't do much work after that. No. I mean, he was a man walking around with this huge broken heart, and he was never the same. And now I'm like, that's probably he just probably wanted to be with her all, all this time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm happy that they're reunited. And he was 83. He wasn't like a spring chicken. Sorry. Yeah, and he had Alzheimer's too. To yeah. go back to the Prince um, theory, if Prince was addicted, like they say, and if the theory of the fentanyl is true, and if he was doing it to just get a greater high, wouldn't you think that he have would have been like one of those celebrities that because drugs change you? And they make you not in the right state of mind. So you would probably act out and you'd probably see him being all crazy in the public, I think. But you said going into hiding. Yeah, he did go into hiding, but he did have a show like two weeks or two months. I forget what it was, but where he just it was him and a piano. I think it was Atlanta. And um, he showed up late. He didn't play that long. And I guess he was like off. He seemed high. I'm not, I'm, hey, I'm pro Prince. I'm just saying. What was up with the stories of the pneumonia? What do you mean? I thought there were stories about him having pneumonia. You know what? They said that about um, Brittany Murphy. And then they said that about Heath, Heath Ledger, too. It's always the pneumonia story. Oh, They're like, oh, he nobody dies a, of pneumonia he was this in day the hospital. Age. They said something Jim about Henson him being did. in the hospital. Him. The guy uh, from CCR, whoever, the Eagles. The guy from the Eagles died of pneumonia. Yeah, but Just I'm talking was, like that was a play, that was like last month. She's like, I didn't think you'd pull Prince, that out, Prince. <laughs> but Prince, we're talking about Prince. I wasn't prepared <laughs> for that. Reference. A million people at the snap of his fingers would die of pneumonia. I just don't because this would is what I pneumonia. heard before yeah. anything yeah. really even came out. I heard, oh yeah, Prince was sick. He was in the hospital. He had pneumonia, and he. Casey, are you dying over there? <laughs> she started cracking up. He had it's pneumonia. <laughs> He had pneumonia, and he's been trying to recover from that, and then he died. Like, he died from pneumonia? But then they started coming out with, no, he actually had surgery, and he was recovering from that. And, well, that was, like, what, a year ago that he yeah. had the surgery? So, yeah, he, he was taking this medication for, what, a year? So, if it was a government hit, I mean, the government could have made a phone call happen from his house to the doctor. So, there was, like, a record of a phone call happening, and then they could have sent... Some d bag son to go over and off Prince and you know throw him in an elevator and um you know I'm sure he has security cameras on his house so you know I'd like to see those this yeah Send he could have been murdered yeah it would be very easy for the government to cover up things because they could send uh, special people in there to take care of all the evidence swoop in there do what they have to do. Work their way. I'm not saying it was the government. I'm not saying it wasn't. Right. It, it maybe was not even about. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, the conspiracies <laughs> or anything like that. Could have been a money issue. You know? I don't Somebody know. Somebody had a hit on him. 
Uh, maybe, but I, I want to read the Illuminati thing because I, I, I really want to get into this <laughs> right now. Uh, Prince and the Illuminati blood sacrifice conspiracy. Can we talk about that? Please. I'm going to look up the Prince Chemtrails interview that he did. I'm going to look that up on the Facebook Prince page so people can watch assless that. pants. <laughs> I'm going to look up funny alien memes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody on your yeah. phones. Everyone go. at home, look something up. <laughs> Hang on, it's and loading. And call in yes. and break. It's 248-579-5290. Call in. Do you know anything about Prince? Do you know anything about fentanyl? Call yeah. Come forward, because Holly's going to beat your ass. <laughs> Do you know many people who died of pneumonia? <laughs> you know, I loved those videos of Prince riding his bike because he kind of he had Kermit the Frog legs, and like <laughs> what? <laughs> what? no, and like you remember in the first Muppet movie where Kermit rode a bike, and you're like, that looks awesome. And he Prince kind of looked like Kermit on a bike when he was on a bike. I'm just saying. Uh. I, <laughs> that's pretty hilarious, oh by the way. I also looked up on YouTube the Prince video of the chemtrails, and it says under here that it, New World Order Depopulation Plan. Mm. Yeah, I was right about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a shot in the dark, too. <laughs> 50 points for Casey. <laughs> Hell yeah, I won. Um, okay, <laughs> IlluminatiWatcher.com. Uh, Prince and the pineal gland and the third eye. Prince was obviously a complex man and artist. Throughout his career, he kept us guessing as to whether or not he was an Illuminati occultist <coughs> or if he if he was hip to the conspiracy and tried to reveal it to the masses. His artwork and symbolism suggest um, uh, that he was interested in Eastern occultism concepts such as the pineal gland, third eye, yet his religion remained to be that of Jehovah's Witness. In fact, shortly before his death, the Twitter page that represents Prince changed the main image to the third eye being opened. Weird. Um, I like this so far. I do, too. Um, I want to get down to the bullet sacrifice, though. <laughs> I don't even want to Well, how would this get out? Aren't the Illuminati, like, really, you know, secretive and... Hmm. I don't even want to read out loud oh, some of the things I'm reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in terms, in terms of Illuminati occultists and holiday traditions, uh, Prince passed during a crucial time period for those that follow the pagan calendar. Uh, many claim that Illuminati con- conduct uh, blood sacrifices in 13 days leading up to May 1st, a holiday known as Beltane. The bonfires were previously called Baal fires, rep- referencing fires for the god Moloch. A.K.A. Bile. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a famous demon. Uh, so, in essence, we could call them Baal fires. The blood sacrifice of humans to this god uh, being being is played out in different forms. I sound retarded. Um, <laughs> I, uh, okay. May, the May 1st pole dance features a male phallic pole with... What? <laughs> we got to the, the May pole, the dude. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Wicker Man, the original? No. What? Get out of the get out of the studio. <laughs> um, watch it. Um, May first pole dancers feature uh, a male phallic pole with couples dancing around it in circle, uh, representing the female sexuality, and yet another symbol of fertility, Mother Gaia. Theorists claim that the British Royal House of Windsor lights the Beltane fire every year. 
Um, in fact, Queen Elizabeth's birthday was the same day Prince passed away. So they think they used him for a holiday. Well, no, wait, let's go back to that. Like yeah. the Queen and Prince are, those are exact opposite spectrums. You know, what does she have to do with Prince again? My name is Prince and I am frumpy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was a good one. We need a bell or a slide whistle <laughs> or something. Uh, no, they just happened to mention that um, I, I don't think she was involved in that. I think they were just pointing it out that uh, her birthday was near that time or some shit. Let's see. I'm trying to just get down to the meat and potatoes of the blood sacrifice thing. This is a long article. He predicted 9-11. Okay, now I'm going really deep down a rabbit hole. Did he really? Yeah. You know, I I feel like Prince was in touch with his higher self. I do, too. I mean, they. T- I've heard so many references to Prince and his, the third eye ever since he died. And that is weird about the Twitter page. What about the Twitter page? That just a few days before he passed... Oh, the he, third eye on his image was opened. It was closed before. And when he, yeah, he did some show where he had a third eye in his forehead, too. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, fentanyl or, what was that, hydrocodone? Mm-hmm. You guys I'm like Purple Rain the, the movie, I'm by trying the way. to grasp that, what was that? You like Purple Rain? Oh my gosh, yes. Purple Rain. The movie. I mean, the song, obviously, but... Yeah. You know, the night he died, we put in the Blu-ray. I own the Blu-ray. There's some weird scenes in that movie. Like, how old is he in that movie? Oh, gosh. Does anyone really know how old Prince is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like they just keep giving us numbers, but we don't know if that's accurate. Right. (laughs) I feel the same way. I want to say he was probably late 20s, early 30s. It was just weird that he lived at home, you know, and like his his dad beat him still. And like, there were some weird scenes in that movie. Well, when you have to afford a motorcycle and hair gel, you can't afford to move out. I do love that motorcycle. I do too. Everybody does. Holly was conceived to Purple Rain. Wait, what? what? <laughs> I wish. No. That would be awesome. Story. That's what Aunt Mary told me. <laughs> uh, Where'd you get Slim Jims? <laughs> don't, don't, worry about about it. It. don't worry about it. Okay? Um, no. She's a magical doctor pocket. It's a conspiracy. Slim Jims over here. I, <laughs> I love the movie Purple Rain. And storyline, whatever. Purple Rain, Prince. Sex symbol. All I know is my panties flew off. <laughs> and that movie changed my life. <laughs> Casey's dying now. <laughs> Anyways, back to Prince and the fentanyl. <laughs> uh, Screw the third eye. I wanted to see the third leg. No, but it, I, so going back Jesus. to actually what we were really talking about. He never, he never, besides that story that you told, saying that he was playing the piano and he did a short um, number and he was acting strange. Other than that, not, I find it very hard to believe that he would be that drugged up and not be seen in public doing something really crazy like a Britney Spears, like, 
out there. Oh yeah, the two the two thousand six breakdown. Yeah, I loved that, Brittany. If you're on, uh, if this fentanyl thing was true, if you're on fentanyl and that is super potent and extremely strong, they actually use that to uh, for anesthesia um, and other things. But if you're on something like that, you you would be, I think you would be causing a scene, or you would you would be out and. Yeah, you would have heard a lot more stories. Yep. Yeah. My wife actually threw a party when Brittany did that. She <laughs> yeah. literally threw this a party. Brittany that. breakdown party? Like, now you know how I feel. Yeah, this is, come on. This <laughs> is real life. <laughs> we can finally relate to Brittany because like, she's getting on a real level. Right. Like, she's being... Uh, that my favorite meme ever is the one where it says, "The older I get, the more and more I understand Britney Spears' 2006 breakdown." <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. I totally understand now. And it, was, there. it was so cool because she shaved her head. She had a skullet. Yeah. So and then she went next door and got a tattoo. What? <laughs> yeah, that's that's rock and roll. To be honest, that sounds like a drunk ass night. Like, that was awesome, Britney Spears. Why'd she do that again? Her life was in shambles. Her man left her. She had the two babies. Well, she was in rehab. Kevin was acting up. See, that's why I got a a music business and went into aliens. Well, they they had a a photo of her, and they closed in on it, and she was carrying a book when she was in rehab, and the book was called And Down Came the Rain, and it was about postpartum depression. She had one kid right after the other, Mm -hmm. and she's just busting them out, so I don't know. So... Because we don't have a lot of time. I want to move into the, the portals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Yep. So, uh, moving on. Alrighty. Okay. So, is European Nuclear uh, Research Organization opening portals to hell in your neighborhood? Find out on another six sad world. I mean, the watch list. All right. Let's talk about CERN. Okay. C-E-R-N. Sputnik News speculates that CERN, the European Nuclear Facility is opening dimensional portals that may lead to hell. There's been photos and videos uh, taken just above the facility, which is in Switzerland, um, with spiral clouds and other strange weather activity. CERN houses the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator, which led uh, to their physics breakthrough in 2013, the development of what is most commonly known as the God Particle, which would open uh, doors to other dimensions and make time travel a strong possibility. But uh, have they bit off more than they can chew? And the opening of portals to hell, these folks in France and Switzerland and our brothers and sisters and crazy, the freedom fighters, seem to think so. Um, my question is, why is it so important to time travel in the first place? Why do we want to get to that plane? Just because it's cool? Or what is the motive behind that? To see the last Star Wars movie. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go in the future. Oh, yeah, because if you know the future, then... Huh. Yeah, you get cool stuff. But going to the future has, could you, mean that it you dramatically changes the You go to the future, you get a better past. gift bag than if you go to the past, I guess. You know? I feel like... If you go some... to the past, you just go to the Renfest. Done. I feel like there's <laughs> some... Go to cra- Flint. <laughs> there's some crazy scientist that's like, let's break these barriers. Yeah, everybody's trying <laughs> to play how God. That's Everybody's trying to <laughs> rule the world. He's in his basement. He's putting this... Time traveling machine together, and he's like, "Let's do this." Biting that forbidden <laughs> fruit, man! Don't take that apple because the presence, your presence in the future, could alter time and space. Just you being there when you're not supposed to. So, so you could fuck everything up. There's yeah, but why like- would that cause a storm over France? 
No, I'm just talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm just okay. talking about um, in general. Why are we so apt to want to time travel? But um, but CERN's not doing that. CERN's not going into time travel. They're doing yeah. They're doing the God particle and they're just creating the portal to hell. Right. <laughs> that's, that's their bag. They're not doing the time travel stuff. That's a different department. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is all speculation. Okay. This is all speculation. But what is? Are they saying that they're creating a portal to hell? Yes. Oh no, CERN isn't. They're saying, oh, nothing's like that. It's going on here. Nope, nope. We just house the guard particle, and that's all we do. So who's creating the the portal? CERN. That's what they speculate. Oh, so that's why, yeah, Sputnik it up or whatever. People Sputnik news. Sputnik news speculates that. Well, a lot of sites are speculating that. Like CERN is the hottest thing right now in conspiracy news because of these photos. I wonder how long this has been going on for. Uh, this has been, I mean, this was right. on the border of France and Switzerland, and hundreds of people have taken these pictures. And this has gone on not just in one night. This is very frequent over the same facility. Yeah, but was it frequent before CERN was there? No. Do they have a CERN concern? <laughs> they have a stern concern. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, everyone in here looks like at me like I'm an idiot anytime I say this. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we to sit in judgment? <laughs> oh, you didn't. is falling apart. But, okay, so they house the God particle, right? Why? Why would they want to do that in the first place? To see what makes mass. So you have... I'm such a dork. So no, I, I'm have, glad you have this information. So you have... Uh, I'm so glad to talk about this. Um, electrons and other subatomic particles don't weigh anything. So getting a bunch of them together, what causes mass? That has weight. Mm -hmm. And that's what they think this Higgs boson particle does. Okay. Um, that's really my, where my knowledge stops. That They're just pushing theoretical physics. That's all. Right. Well, when I was watching a video about it, they... It could lead to teleportation, though. Right. That's what they were talking about, that this could lead to um, breakdown of barriers in other dimensions that we can create black holes. Holly, would you do find something? Yeah, I'm looking at the article that you sent me on CERN. And they're saying that on June 24th, there was someone who posted a photo of a storm above the research center, which is on the border of France and Switzerland. And in this photo, you can see it almost does look like a portal. It's got a round shape to it. Like a spiral. That's portal-y. Portal-like. <laughs> Portal-like. <dash> <laughs> and they are claiming that they feel like, like Casey said, that there is a darker purpose going on, but CERN is covering it up and saying no. But, you know, they've been saying this the whole time that, you know, ever since CERN started and you know, one thing the scientists keep pointing out is that, like, yes, we we move these particles, you know, at, <coughs> at very fast speeds, and they collide at very high velocities and 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 um, 
and release a lot of energy. And that's the concern that these people have. But what scientists point out is that this kind of stuff happens in the atmosphere, you know, upper, upper atmosphere every day at, you know, 500 times the energy and no one even notices. So they're not concerned. Going back in conversation, though, um, in that Annie Jacobson's book about Area 51, she goes into um, nuclear and atomic tests back pre or World War II times. And um, there was a test done in the South Atlantic where they tested the first nuke in the atmosphere. And 50% of the scientists said, you probably shouldn't do this. Like, they're there right now. It's not like beforehand. It's like... The finger's almost about to hit the button. They're like, we could nuke the atmosphere and everyone on Earth could die. It's like 50-50. And they thought, meh. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll never know unless we try. Yeah. So. Go big or go home. Yeah. So CERN is responsible for weather manipulation, it says, and opening portals. Whether or not they're to hell, they don't know. But <laughs> opening portals. It's like Event Horizon. So how do they, do you know how they manipulate the weather? With Bill Gates. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Gates funny. No, I mean, (laughs) I don't think that they're necessarily manipulating the weather. I know that's a big speculation. Um, I I think it's more that is a, um, I'm not trying to say side effect. Um, That's just what seems to be happening. Um, because the weather has to react, obviously, in order for these portals to open or black holes or whatever. Um, the atmosphere has to change. It just makes sense. Am I making sense? Is the rum making sense? No, it, that <laughs> so makes they sense. Are a, so that I can break this down. They are a group that is used for nuclear research, right? Yes. And people think that they want to go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they're. That's really what it comes down. I don't to. think their intention was to open the portal just, to hell. Yeah, they're trying to bring Prince back. Uh, <laughs> he's not in hell. You shut up. I'm no. just kidding. Yeah. How dare you? Right. He's a good person. <laughs> he's on the mothership. <laughs> I don't know if I actually. I don't believe. I honestly don't believe that it's a portal to hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's to hell. I, I, want, I want to see some. I want to say it like that. I want to see some demons coming out. Like you got to give me yeah. more proof. Than... It's like the gate from the eighties. Remember that movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh. I was thinking about this in the car on the way here. If you're gonna create a portal, you don't have to create it out of the sky. I believe in actually uh, portals from other dimensions, as far as with spirits, because they say that they have portals and houses and all that. Like in the basements, and you've heard that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and to think, we remember how we talked about the Sagan theory of the fourth dimension. Maybe the portal, or maybe it's not even a portal. Maybe it's just a strengthening of the perception between. It's like the the stairway between the third dimension and the fourth dimension. You see, what I'm saying they're breaking yeah. down the barrier that keeps you from perceiving that would that still fourth be a portal. Dimension. I think, yeah. Right. When people think portal, they think the cartoony, yeah, you know, spiral cone. And maybe that's what these photos are leading people to believe because that's what it looks like. It looks like what movies have taught us that this is what a portal looks like. 
I feel like they're not. I feel like they're not really portals. I feel like it, with nuclear weapons, you're probably creating a change in the atmosphere as far as uh, the chemical combined and messing with the atmosphere. I would go with that. Too. I don't really feel like it's actually portals to anywhere. I feel like, plus if you were creating portals and that was really your whole purpose of your organization, would you really do a huge thing in the sky? Right, right above where you work. <laughs> right, <laughs> like no, we're not creating. You know, it would be really there. secretive if we did it right here. Yeah, right. they wouldn't expect it <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Well, I didn't say. I believe in portals as far as a spiritual thing. Uh, like I said, but it's more of a discreet thing. It's not a huge thing in the sky, and we're all going to go up in the sky, and we're all going to travel. And I do agree that the byproduct of um, their tests, the chemical compound and so forth, could be manipulating the weather. But no, there's no chemicals. It's subatomic particles. Okay. It's like, it's like electrons, but smaller. Well, that could still mess with, right? I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I'm not. I'm just saying it's not like, okay. it's not like well, chemtrails. It's like more like static electricity. Okay. Anything. So, so it's still plausible. Yeah. Still something that could mess with the atmosphere yeah. and create a reaction. Obviously, a large reaction sometimes. So cleaner nuclear weapons for our, our children's future is what we're looking at. I mean, how can you? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I read articles like that, the first thing I think of is like, God, people are smarter than me. Like these people that work. <laughs> God at, people. God people. <laughs> no, these people that work at CERN, like, geez. These people think that, like, like Sando would say, these men, they think they are gods. That's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It may be like sometimes. Okay, I I gotta at least skeptic myself. Sometimes I gotta tame myself because I'm crazy, um, and I will take a nut and run with it. And I think that's what uh, Sputnik News, the Freedom Fighters, are doing with CERN. But maybe not. I don't know. But on this one, and this is a rarity for me to say that they might be wrong. And not on the watch list. Uh. No, sir, you're still there. <laughs> you're talk- still there. I'm still watching you. <laughs> if we're talking about you, you're still on the watch list. You're not off the hook. <laughs> yeah, I got one eye on you. You know, that's where the you're World Wide Web was it, invented. But... Yeah. At CERN. You could still go to the first website ever, and it's at, like, CERN. That is so true. I how crazy it was because what wasn't there an anniversary of the internet just recently? Like, uh, how many years is it now? 30, 30-ish. Is it 30? Isn't it strange to think it's only been 30 years? I know. It seems like we never did without it. That we weren't really allowed to use it before. And what... I wonder who... Do you know who the person was that was like, we're going to release the floodgates and everybody's going to be able to use it? Al Gore. That's a joke, but it was the Gore uh, Act of... Someone's going to correct me here. 94, I want to say, that... Well, they have eight yeah. minutes to call in to correct. Yeah, yeah. They have um, released the. Where they just how, said how like commercialize it. They re- have released the best and worst thing that they could ever have possibly released. Oh, I know, right? It is the our downfall and a big, uh, a way of life. necessity in research and and communication, but and it's only the beginning. It's been thirty years. It's a little scary. Yeah, yeah I know, it's and it's just scary, weird Rob. to think that. <laughs> Well, Casey and I are are 31, so in our time that has been opened 
and released to the public. It's just crazy to think about that it wasn't that long ago and how much it's taken off since it's started. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a way of life for us. Um, oh, I'm you, sorry. You, you had parents, yeah, back in the 90s telling their kids, like, don't get on that. There's no future. I'm like, that. Dad, get off the phone. Yeah. I need to use the internet. <laughs> You kids out there don't know about that. That sucks. Oh, the dial-up. It's so nostalgic. Yeah, really. Well, I I forgot to mention that um, Prince is not added to the watch list. It is uh, the doctor's son. I'm putting him on there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm watching that dude. We're coming for you with our baseball bat. If anything, Prince is watching us. Yeah. Uh, Prince can watch me. Prince and Gene Wilder. (laughs) Someone's a lot more okay with that than everyone else here. (laughs) Oh, uh, so. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Hope Prince is waiting for me. <laughs> so, CERN, you are still on the watch list. Um, just because you have that God particle, and God only knows what well. you're doing with it. <laughs> you're doing something, but I don't think it's the portal to help. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> Why do humans want to do most of the things? They Why do? are you just trying to kickstart the apocalypse? That's the thing. I want to see. Not Ric Flair, but I want to see four horsemen coming up to that portal. <laughs> this is why I'm scared about the world. Because people want to... There, I'm sure there are people who would want to open a portal to hell. Let's see what happens. Right? That's, that's what it is. Because we're all monkeys. Yeah. Just, maybe we'll, we'll just be... do it for like two minutes. Max. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are all the primates. Of hell. <laughs> just the tip of hell. Just to get a taste. Just the tip. Just the tip. We'll just, just close like, it maybe right we'll off. do like the tip of the tip. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but yeah, we're just like. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. If you, if you could, yeah. if you could travel in time, would you? If if there was a machine that you could, if there was a portal that you could go through and you could travel or do whatever, would you go through there, Casey? I'd be scared. I'd have to think about it. I'd want to, but I'm like, mm, they're like, I could mess it up. It's top secret. Would you? You're not allowed to tell anybody. But we were hoping that you you would go through. You would go through <laughs> and be one of our first people. I would have avoided dating some people. Like, uh, am I going to live in the past? She's like talking about what she would have done with her life. But <laughs> I've thought about this before. <laughs> your dick, your dick, your dick. Do I, do I get to I come back? Any of you in my life, <laughs> or am I seeing? Am I seeing myself? You don't know. It's testing. It's a Dude, test I need more info, man. <laughs> Call yeah, me in a year when you find out more. What if you just like troll the scientists and just go like thirty seconds in the future? So like it doesn't matter at just all, but tip. it took like yep, yeah, took decades, generations of research, and you just like want I, I keep, you just want to hit the thirty second fast forward in your TiVo, but with time travel and stuff. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Have you all seen Stranger Things? I haven't seen it all the way. Oh through. Oh my god, yes. yes. But I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it I all suck. the way through. I'm terrible. I keep wanting to say things about that show, but I don't want to. I don't want to give hints, but I'll try. <laughs> but that's going to be a big cosplay this year, I think. Yeah. Yes. Eleven. Um, I want to do a countdown because I want to say one thing, which is not really that bunch of a giveaway. Can I? <laughs> okay, cl- close your ears. Close your ears. Cover your ears. That no, close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Close your fucking ears. We know you're hybrid. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Let me use my alien abilities over here. Here we go. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Spoil. Okay. There's a part where they put a rope around, what is it, a scientist guy? And, uh, or scientist, or no, one of the workers. 
and they put them into, I don't even know what it's called, because I actually haven't even watched the show all the way through. But they put them through, there's this tunnel. That oh, you yeah. Go to, mm-hmm. And then, so that hoping that he'll come back, like if they pull on the rope mm-hmm. and bring him back in. Yeah, he steps into the That's what I was budget. thinking about with you. We'll put you on a rope. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> I, I have a theory about, uh, about, this is still, same spoiler, no need to count down. We've already counted. Um, could Eleven be Winona Ryder? Oh, don't you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Maybe I did. By the way, everyone, I did big hands after I said that. Yeah, his hands are spread <laughs> wide. Not spear fingers, just big hands. <laughs> uh, I I would say no, but I'd have to think more on that. So we're just gonna put you on a little rope. I'm gonna send you in there. Is it? Are you getting we me don't back? Know how you're gonna? You are getting me know. back for throwing you at Michael Myers in a haunted house in high school. I'm not getting you back. I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be sweet, like a cool idea. I thought I you thought could you, go first and get this opportunity. Either the past or the future. You can go to the future. Let's go to the future. What if I see something <laughs> I don't want to see? I bring you back on the rope. You tug on it. I bring you back. Yeah, that's what she's saying. <laughs> that reminds me of Poltergeist so much. <laughs> That's right. Don't go to go to the light, Caroline. No, don't go to the light. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you pizza from the future. They should remake that movie from the other side. Like you know, the ghost being like, "I don't think you should go to the light." Like, <laughs> We're the victims here. Yeah, <laughs> We're awesome. Do you trust Prince me? is there? Uh, dude, you need. Do you trust? You me? need somebody else on that rope, dude. I'll be on the other end. <laughs> just you? In the last episode, you just said you stood away from paranormal And the scientist that created things. the portal. I don't know. She's I mean, so concerned. She's like, just you? <laughs> are, are you just... Ho- is is this an old school rope? Like, you're just holding? <laughs> like, it's okay. I'll, I'll take you back. What's something grabs me and pulls me? Well, then then you'll be pulled in, too. In Stranger Things. It was just okay, a regular you're rope. Gonna, no, that was a cable. Oh, okay. Cable, to sorry. All right, cable. My memory's foggy. okay, so it's gonna cable. be it's gonna be the same one. Yep. All right, I'll do it. She'll do Rob, it. Rob's yeah. gotta come with me though. That was not part of it. Oh well, yeah, that's part that's of it. It's not part of it. You're sitting Rob. here nodding your head like, oh yeah, you can go. Yeah, you come with me. She's gonna go to the future <laughs> where the, the aliens are one with us, and then you can write more on your book. Good call. Yep, it's yeah, research. I could find the ending. <laughs> you did go. research and you got haunted. You told us last time. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I don't want to be haunted. Well, what if the portal doesn't close and they just call come back to party? Like, right, I'm pretty sure way. there's a Stephen King movie that I've watched. <laughs> so what is that? Is it The Mist? Yeah, yeah, not bad. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, I bring back one of those giant mantises. Wait, what happened in the mist? And Holly, you're gonna be the, the dude so outside who's this random the mist store. came in, and there was like. At the store, crazy, all at the store. Yeah. crazy stuff just flying around, just killing people everywhere. They couldn't go outside because you just get ate by different random creatures. And then they come to find out it was some like science experiment that had taken place not too far from there. It opened up like some portal to hell, and some stuff got out. That's exactly what it is. And that was based on a real speculated news article. Wait, real speculated. Well, I mean, like a real article that speculated <laughs> that something like this happened. <laughs> I had I have too much ramen diet, not you. But no, like that the, they drew that from a real source. Um, no, that movie was freaky. Yeah. Even the remake was freaky. Yeah, Thomas with the, Jane with the guy from Hung. Yeah, Thomas Jane. Yeah, that was good. That's my boy. 
Rob, would you go in the portal? Yeah, why not? He has to now. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> he just signed up. Sorry, <laughs> Stephanie. Did big hands and everything. He's like, yeah, why not now? <laughs> he did big hands. That's a clear sign of volunteering. Stephanie, you can come too because there's power in numbers. Mrs. Shelby, <laughs> you can come too. Bring the whole fam damn <laughs> We're all going into the future. I'm gonna 30 be seconds at a time. It's going to be so Bill and I'll be the one crank. A lot of steps and columns. I'll be the one cranking the, the rope back in. The cable. Yeah. Sorry. And we're going to eat pizza from the future. You're going to be so mad, Jelly. But I feel oh, like yeah. if you're going into the future, wouldn't like your pizza be colder? No, it would be hotter. No. If you already have the pizza, you're like, I'm going to go into the future and eat this pizza pizza. It's going to be cold by the time you get there. We're going for food. That's my immediate thought. Is there going to be food? Yeah, we can't wait 30 minutes for delivery. Well, will there be food? I'll just go in the future. I want to eat right now. All right, we got three minutes left. Closing thoughts. Anybody? So, what did you guys talk about before I got here? The shadow people. Yep, shadow Shadow people. people. Last yeah. thoughts on the shadow people. There was a lot less Prince. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite Prince era? Um, well, we got really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Prince era. Uh, I honestly love the Purple Rain movie. Wait, hey, <laughs> so that that era. Prince was my first forty-five. It was East. first record I ever owned. It, uh, oh, what was it called? The uh, Let's Go Crazy. Aw, Prince is nodding in approval. Yep, that and Thriller. I, I see him in the corner going, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with the big light around him. I remember I was in. <laughs> I remember I was in the car with Casey and her friend Amanda. Oh yeah, and I was watching Prince videos, and and I was really obsessed with him. But I thought it was like one of those, like nobody else liked Prince or something, and everybody thought would think I was weird. So a song came on in the car that was Prince, and I'm sitting back there like, oh, I love him so much. And then we're about to get out of the car, and it's quiet, and I'm like, guys, I have something to say. I got a, I got a confession <laughs> I to make. I can't contain myself anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I have a confession to make. I love Prince. <laughs> I said something like, I love Prince. And Amanda was like, oh, I thought you were going to say that you had sex with Prince. Everybody loves Prince. <laughs> Like, what was it like? <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Rob, tell us again where we can find Pure Human. Purehuman.info. And actually, we just discovered that you can't type www before it. So, yeah. just purehuman.info. I uh, gotcha. And it is on uh, the Watchlist Facebook page, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I'll take care of that. So, um, until next time. Go ahead and set fire to that motherboard. Leave the country and change your name. But nothing will save you from the watch list. And Prince isn't dead. Good night. (laughs) Good night. This is a previously recorded episode.